Hajj, the pilgrimage to Mecca, is the journey of a lifetime. Praise be to Allah, and may Allah raise the rank of Prophet Muhammad and protect his nation from that which he fears for it. Dear listeners, whenever we hear the Talbiyah, we remember the great obligation of Hajj, which is the pilgrimage to Mecca. قال الله تعالى وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ حِجُّ الْبَيْتِ مَنْ اسْتَطَاعَ إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا This verse of the Qur'an means Allah obligated people who are able to perform Hajj, that is, the pilgrimage to Mecca. And before we talk about this great obligation, I would like to explain the meaning of a talbiyah, which are words recited frequently while performing Hajj. لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ لَبَّيْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ لَبَّيْكَ إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ وَالنِّعْمَةَ لَكَ وَالْمُلْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ these lovely words, dear listeners, mean, O oh Allah, I obey your order. I obey you one time after the other. O oh Allah, I obey your order. You are the one who does not have any partner. I obey you one time after the other. You are the one who deserves to be praised and thanked. Every endowment is from you. You are the one attributed with dominion. There is no partner with you. So dear listeners, to perform Hajj means to go to the Kaaba at a particular time with the intention to perform there the specific known actions which Allah ordered to be done in performing this great worship. The scholars hold the consensus that performing Hajj is an obligation on the Muslim who is able, free and accountable. Allah said in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 196, قال الله تعالى وَأَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةِ This verse means performing Hajj and Umrah completely in obedience to Allah.
Performing Hajj is among the matters of the religion known by the Muslim scholar and layman alike. Therefore, the one who denies its obligation blasphemes. However, the one who does not deny its obligation but delays performing it until one dies, although one is able to do so, does not blaspheme. Rather, one commits an enormous sin. The scholars hold different opinions as to the obligation of performing Umrah. Imam Malik judged the Umrah as Sunnah. Imam Shafi'i said it is an obligation as Hajj is an obligation. Allah gave Hajj a merit which prayer, zakat and fasting do not have. This merit is that if one performs Hajj in a manner which is accepted to Allah, then that Hajj would erase all one's sins, both the small and the enormous sins. Al-Bukhari narrated the Sahih Hadith of the Prophet. قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من حج فلم يرفث ولم يفسق خرج من ذنوبه كيوم ولدته أمه. This hadith means the one who performs hajj and while muhrim refrains from sexual intercourse or committing enormous sins, then one will be as clear of one's sins just as one was clear of sins when one's mother gave birth to one. Although performing the obligatory prayers is more rewardable, performing Hajj has this specific merit. Performing Hajj is one of the five most important matters of Islam. In the famous hadith known as the Hadith of Jibreel, the Prophet said, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بني الإسلام على خمس شهادة أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله وإقام الصلاة وإيتاء الزكاة this hadith means the most important matters of Islam are five, testifying that no one is God except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, performing prayers, paying zakat, performing hajj and fasting the month of Ramadan. Now, dear listeners, I'm going to explain who is obligated to perform Hajj. Performing Hajj and Umrah once in a lifetime becomes obligatory upon the Muslim who is free, accountable and can afford to reach Mecca and return to his home place. This includes that one has in excess of one's debts appropriate lodging and clothing, 
and what one is obligated to spend on those whom one must support from one's departure until one return. The conditions which make one obligated to perform Hajj are number 1. To be Muslim. Like all other acts of worship, dear listeners, performing Hajj is not valid from a blasphemer. It is not demanded from the able blasphemer to perform Hajj. However, one will be punished for not doing so in the hereafter. Rather, it is an obligation on one to first become Muslim, then to perform Hajj, if physically and financially able. The second condition is to be accountable. Although the non-pubescent child is not obligated to perform Hajj, should he do so, it is a valid, rewardable worship. Hajj performed by even a one-day-old child is valid through his guardian, who helps him perform the integrals and requisites of Hajj. Hajj is valid from the child who attained the age of Tamiz, but is not yet pubescent. If he has the permission of his guardian, that is the wali, and he performs the required actions by himself. And before I continue, I would like to clarify to you, dear listeners, the meaning of the word tamiz. Tamiz is the age at which a child understands the question asked to him and responds to them properly. It is usually at the age of seven lunar years. <laughs> The third condition which makes one obligated to perform Hajj is to be sane. That is, performing Hajj is not an obligation on the insane person. Condition number three is to be free. That is, performing Hajj is not an obligation on the slave. Condition number five is to be able. A person is considered able to go to Hajj if he can afford to reach Mecca and return to his home place. As well, he must have what exceeds his debts, even if they are not due yet or if they are pertaining to rights of Allah, such as an unpaid expiation or zakat. Appropriate lodging and clothing for himself and what he is obligated to spend on those whom he must support, such as his wife, non-pubescent children, slaves, poor parents and the like, from his departure until his return. Although not an obligation on him, Hajj is valid from the poor person. However, whomever leaves out performing a matter which is obligatory on him, like supporting his family with the obligatory support to go to Hajj, is sinful. The one who believes he will not be secured from being killed or robbed on the way to Hajj is not obligated to perform it. Also, for Hajj to be an obligation on the woman, it is a condition that she can find someone to accompany her either a mahram, a husband or the like, then trustworthy women or one trustworthy adult woman or a trustworthy female who is about to turn adolescent. The woman's mahram are her brother, her father, her uncle, her son, her son-in-law and the like. If a woman cannot find any of these and she couldn't afford to pay one of her mahram to accompany her, then she is permitted to go to Hajj alone. 
that is, to perform Hajj for the first time after puberty, although it is not an obligation on her to do so. However, she is not allowed to travel alone after that time. A mahram or the like has to accompany her. She is not allowed to travel alone without a mahram to visit the grave of the Prophet. Doing so is not a rewardable act for her, rather it is sinful. Finally, if the person who is not physically able because of old age or extreme sickness to leave his house to go to Hajj is able to find someone to perform Hajj on his behalf, it is an obligation on him to assign one to do so. If he cannot find except one who asks to be paid for doing so and he can afford it, he pays that one to perform Hajj on his behalf. It is a condition that the person performing Hajj on behalf of another must have already performed the obligatory Hajj for himself. Next episode, dear listeners, I will continue my talk on Hajj and I will explain the integrals, the requisites and the prohibitions of Hajj. Until then, we ask Allah to enable us to perform Hajj and to accept it from us. We ask Allah to protect us, to guide us, to save our nation from the harm of the unjust and to spread peace and harmony in our country. Ameen. Mecca will